Hello, this is Godfather. Cliff Notes for your mind and soul. I'm Greg Heineke, an educator, learner, and psychology apprentice. And I'm Keith Long, a Lutheran pastor, learner, and recently an author of Doubting Faithfully, Confessions of a Skeptical Pastor. This is episode one of season four. Season four. We are ready. We are going to talk about something that we annually talk about, which is habits. We talked about uh, habitual fodder, if you can recall that, Mr. Long, and most recently, Habits 2.0. And research has said that in a week, all those New Year's resolutions that you set, did you set any? They're going to be done. Set any. Yeah, I, I didn't I set any because I knew that they'd be done. 80% <laughs> of them would be done across <laughs> the world. You, you got you got one more week uh, before they're, <laughs> they're going to be failure and and so we need to maybe talk about if we were to have set some you know how could we have maybe maintained them a little bit longer indeed hot hot seat hot seat season four we're going to approach it a little bit differently with four questions two from each of us do you have your couple or what do you think i do have a couple i do have a couple okay uh do you want me to go first yeah, why don't you? Okay, yeah. all right, Greg, I want you to, uh, and we, we chose these kind of based on the theme of what we're going to be talking about tonight, so, uh, so they're not totally random, but they'll probably feel that way. Greg, I want you to pick a coach, all right? Here, okay. are, your cho- here are your choices. If you had to have a coach in your corner out of these famous movie mentors, who would it be? Are you ready? I'm ready. Mr. Miyagi, Mickey from Rocky. Okay. Yoda, Red from Shawshank Redemption, or Coach Boone from Remember the Titans. So just straight up coach. Just this is who you want to be. uh, Yep. It's going to be kind of my, oh, I, uh, wow. Those are really great choices. (laughs) I I think I might surprise you a little bit and go with uh, Mr. Miyagi. Okay. All right. Why? Um, you know, Yoda, Yoda's up there. They're all up there. They mm-hmm. all have mm-hmm. some interesting things that they would offer. I, I guess what's striking me tonight along this uh, these lines of where we're going with our, our cliff notes on Um, habits and compassion and such is I think he would provide me with some insights that I would not expect that he would be able to share some stories um, of his own personal journey that could help me think and reflect as well as then offer me some some ideas and some suggestions as as he did with with the training um, of the karate kid Mm-hmm. of um you know some things that would would help me move forward so i that's who that's who i'd go with he also could he could do some some fierce uh compassion i think at times too i mean he doesn't he kind of he kind of kicks daniel's butt a little bit at times so um, that um you know that tough love a little bit yeah before yeah. we even maybe called it tough love i don't know right. when we started to call it that I, I know it's not my question for you, but, um, you know, wh- who stands out for you if you had to answer that? I was kind of leaning red from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. 
not you not know, a bad one either. Tell it like I, it is. Uh, kind of kind of guy. You know, there's there's definitely some looking out. You know, kind of kind of knowing knowing you really well and then knowing when to check in, when to kind of just let it ride. Uh, you know, someone that's not going to be all up in my grill, but also not completely uh, absent. Uh, and I just kind of like that no-nonsense character of, of Red uh, in Shawshank. Yeah. I, I like a little bit more, for, for me, he he's more he's more a friend and there's some value in that and in mm-hmm. being the coach but i like the little maybe the distance of what mr mr miyagi could be a little bit mm-hmm. older and mm-hmm. i don't know why i need that but i i feel like i need a little more age yeah yeah so, so let me ask one one of one of mine mine actually go t- really together so maybe i'll do both of mine together yeah. if that's okay so along those those kind of lines of thinking so um what would you say? So a good friend or maybe a trusted coworker or some, someone, um, you know, that, that you have a relationship comes to you and um, has made a mistake. What would, what would you say to that person? What would you say to that friend? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just identifying that, you know, Hey, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. we we have uh we have those slip ups i'm sure you know you, you're gonna get a little bit of the backstory but you know it's that um either you know it's kind of like it probably wasn't intentional don't beat yourself up yeah um, try to extend some some grace and you know probably just do a lot of listening you know if they're if they're gonna be they're going to be wanting to share something like that. It's, it's, you know, what, what else, what else is bothering you about this? Yeah. You know, cause usually it's not, usually it's not the mistake itself. It's, it's, you know, it's, there's something else that is accompanying it that bothers mm-hmm. them more. And yeah, so I agree. It's, it's trying to, it's trying to, you know, uh, be a, be a self for, for those second secondary wounds, if you will, from the mistake. Yeah. Excellent. I, why you're my friend my man <laughs> so here here is here's here's the follow-up with that then um and, and it's it's personal it's analytical it's it's for you when you make mistakes do you have that that same that same voice do you talk to yourself in in that same way i am beginning to do that more okay. i uh would say that it's a story of uh it's it's two halves of my life i think uh 91 percent of my life it had been inner critic just roars to life and uh it just you know tear me a new one kind of response but yeah i'd say over the last year i have i have kind of turned a corner in in that self-compassion. So uh, I, I think, you know, inner critic is, has definitely been with me a while and I'm just now starting, I think, you know, maybe it's being in my forties and kind of like, you can't do this, you know, Uh, especially, especially, you know, now that I'm a a role model to my children and, uh, and so I, it, there's a little bit, I definitely added motivation in that regard. And so I, I, I feel like I've gotten a lot better 
with it, but it has not, that has not been the majority of the, of the, <laughs> of the case. Yeah. So, yeah. Very uh, nice. Well, here's, here's my last one. It's a, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious, uh, you know, talking about self-compassion and, and ways that we can, you know, be a friend and be in our own corner. Do you have any guilty pleasures, Greg? Oh, I don't know if I def- define them as. I... Do you have any things Maybe. that like is kind of your go-to reward? That's right. just just between you know you and yourself, kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is my thing. I'm just gonna do this, right. and I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I really don't. I mean, I, I'm, that's the thing I'm working on is, is constantly having to go and, mm. and doing what, you know, what's the next thing, a very um, service oriented, you know, um, trying to pick up and, and help car and, and help the kids. And so when that downtime, whether it's from work or whatever to go and, and then just enjoy it. I mean, uh, it's, trying to carve out time and enjoy reading, but mm-hmm. don't spend enough on that, I guess is what I'd say. Um, I, I have lots of books surrounded by books um, and it truly is guilty, but only because I want to read more of them and mm-hmm. don't rather mm-hmm. than that. I'm going to just have kind of Greg time and, and be able to do that. I'm, I'm getting better at it. I, I, I like, I, I like that um, you and I have, you know, carved out time annually to do some things you know movies and and whatnot mm-hmm. so um i i need to make that a little more of a routine you know whether that's mm-hmm. a monthly thing or whatever it looks like mm-hmm. well good yeah good would you say for yours i mean you like you know fantasy baseball yeah and, it's you know, definitely fantasy baseball stuff like that yeah yeah i got baseball is just yeah totally the that's my you know just check out of the world uh yeah know that it's really pointless but it's also just it's just fun but who cares and yes. you know like i just, just pure I, enjoyment just pure enjoyment i just like to nerd out on the stats and the moves and the you know it's like it's kind of like the the one part that you you're not in control of because you're not in control of like what the guys actually do but yeah. you, you know there is control over how you go about trying to win and and there is just satisfaction for me in that yeah <laughs> it, it's cool i i i envy that that you do that that's really neat well we have um kind of a new segment here that we want to give a a try do you want to kind of give a little background yes. on it or so, what do you think so i am a uh a public my, my degree is in speech communications and so i've been you know, obviously as a preacher and a public speaker for, for many years of my adult life. And I've known that it's, it's not, well, it's not good. It's not, I'm trying to find the right word without actually doing this thing. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's filler that you place when you're speaking mm-hmm. the ums and the ahs. And, you know, as a public speaker, you're really not supposed to do that. And we, right. uh, we are known to, we do that, you know, on this show, mm-hmm. but, you know, obviously we're kind of in uh, conversational mode. We're not a professional podcast, but my daughter, fourth grader, her teacher has been, uh, you know, when she's been doing online school, I, you know, kind of listen in and 
teacher has this thing called the the um ah challenge and she just gives each of the kids a word or something and the kids are supposed to talk about that thing for 30 seconds without saying um or ah yeah so i thought hey let's let's just try that the two of us see if we can do it we we each give each other it's kind of another it's almost like another hot seat challenge and you know i give you a word or a or a something and 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 then i count to 44 because it's our fourth season so let's try that and you see if you see if you can do it and entertain us in the process of of what you know about this thing (laughs) yeah and then i'll try to do Uh, it too Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm so going to put you on first. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll go first. I just want to clarify one other thing because okay. um, there may be a moment of where I, I've gotten out, depending upon my topic. Uh, here we go. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 10 seconds or whatever, and then I got to keep going. So, if you, if you, you um or ah uh, or take a too long of a pause, that's the other thing. Yeah then yeah. you're out yeah okay i, I'll I got just, it i'll just, like, I'll just but, eh, eh, and then and then you're done yep. and then you just have to be like okay i suck i'll so do can, can i time. can i make up stuff i mean as long as i'm i'm con- continuously talking you as long, talk like, as, you, yes. you give me something like i have no idea about uh i'm not gonna be is. that mean to you it's something okay. that you you know what it is it's just okay. can you come up with 44 seconds of material yeah. on it which seems like nothing, and yet I know that's an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Like once twenty seconds are done, it's trouble. Right. But I'm going for over twenty. All right. Okay. Here, are you ready? I'm ready. Clouds. Clouds. So I really enjoy clouds. They are in the sky every single day. They're they're there whether I'm able to see them or not see them because they might just be farther up in the sky, the hemisphere and the area surrounding the uh, planet. Ah. Oh, <laughs> I, I got 19. Uh, I, I had you down for 21. Okay. <laughs> uh, dang. Uh. Oh, I, I actually, my mind was going like, okay, I'm going to create a little pathway here. Cumulus. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like nope didn't nope, even get back nope. to it all right well you can just okay. uh, work to improve all right what 19. do i got okay i'm gonna give you kind of a grapefruit here because i want to see if you can get all the way to 44 all right okay okay so i got my my stopwatch ready here is the topic it is baseball go baseball is my favorite sport I enjoy the smell of the baseball field. I enjoy the players running out to play defense. And I like to see the offensive players especially hit the ball as hard as they can. I like the sound of the bat on the ball. And it makes a popping sound that just makes me jump for joy in my seat. I love especially sitting in the seats during the summer with a beer and peanuts. I like the peanuts that you break open and then you leave a pile of the shells on the ground at your feet. I love to watch the players run the bases. I especially love when there is a close game and I get to see them celebrate on the field and jump around like little boys. 
I like to play fantasy 60, baseball. 61, 62. <laughs> <laughs> now, observing, listening at least, uh, you got in a little pattern there. Yes. Right? You got, uh, and that had to have helped because yeah. then you got in, in a flow, right? Yep. I mean, in, in your education, now did you, did you have kind of taught that a little bit? Or because I heard, I don't know if you even noticed. But I heard there was a little, we're, we're kind of just bantering here. And as you yeah. got going, there was this little tone shift yeah. that you got your, your pastoral voice going. Yeah, you just, tell, <laughs> you just tell the story, right? Like I just, yes. just I, I locked in on an image and I know I could yep. have dorked out about fantasy baseball rules and all that. But I decided I want to picture something and then I'm going to stay in that moment and then just just speak freely from that that story kind of feel and there was yeah. one moment where i i almost uh had kind of a oh crap i don't know where to go <laughs> from here but uh then i just quickly quickly caught it again and got it into the spirit yep. so it it does take a lot of practice i think it's it's just knowing that it's okay to be silent even if just for a moment rather than feeling like you need to feel that silence. So I think it's more, yes. it's, it's obviously the um, ah thing becomes just like a bad habit, mm-hmm. but I also think it's almost more the uncomfortableness that we have as a society with silence and feeling like we just always need to feel that silence. Mm. Yes, I agree with that. The other one I think besides the um, ah, maybe take note is uh, people say like mm-hmm. all of the time. And so it, 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 yes, it, it just is a, as, as transitional words. Yes. You know, it's it keeping it. We don't speak in complete sentences. We, <laughs> we get as far as you can. Right. But then you can uh, compound it on or you do like and moving and, and like, not as in similar to, cause there's yeah, plenty of right, that. Right. But as in, I'm going to connect it to the next thing. And as an English yep. teacher for you, I mean, you, you taught English for how many, I'm sure that just, yep. just got under your skin. I, I hear it, it's unfortunate because uh, where I'm trying to there, there it is. I just noticed it. It's, it's when you draw the attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you draw it. And so as a, as a teacher um, working on speaking and listening or more on writing, you're noticing it all of the time. And because mm-hmm. you see it so often, mm-hmm. you like, how do I spell receive? I'm, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> So, oh man nice very well done very well done yeah that's good that's good yes all right so what what are we talking about tonight what what is this habit thing again where, where are we going with this well it's 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 more how your your attitude about your habits and the things that you you're trying to do so we're focusing tonight on the inner critic or from this podcast from the happiness lab uh, the the inner drill sergeant. So yeah. the the you know inner critic uh, drill sergeant very similar. It's it's the idea that kind of how we talked about before in the hot seat. Are you going to berate yourself when something doesn't go right, or are are you going to practice some self compassion? And so this was an interview with a author and psychologist about the importance of self-compassion and how it's kind of gotten a, a, a bad rap a little bit. It's been maybe portrayed as selfish or a weakness 
And mm -hmm. really it's, 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 it's not, it's, it's extremely helpful. There's studies they've done. There's then just kind of the, the practical when you, when you think about it. So some really good insights I thought on. And I think when I talk to people, you know, uh, they, there's a lot of people I think that have this very active inner critic and it's, especially in the church, it's really easy to love the neighbor and forget to love the self. Mm-hmm. So and, true. And I think, uh, I think that in our world today, I wonder how much of these, these negative actions we're seeing is really because people have such a negative view of themselves. And I wonder if there's a way that, you know, some of this stuff can, you can start to change, you know, it's a whole like you know, change yourself first and then change the world. And again, yeah. it's much easier said than done. So so that's kind of the uh, the premise of the podcast, the pod fodder that we're going to look at for uh, for a little conversation. Yeah, and she starts off so it's it's Kristen Neff, and as you said, she's an author and researcher, uh, and and she talks about that it it's cruel. You know, I mean, I don't think would when you if you were to just walk in another room and start yelling at your kid or whatever, you know, I mean, it's, it's shaming, it's calling mm -hmm. them out. Like, no, I, I like, I can't do that. Um, I, it's just wrong. And yet we, we do that in our heads, maybe to not that extent. Um, but that's the feeling that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, and we start to unfortunately identify ourselves with that. I, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm a bad mm -hmm. person. And you start to add value in, into those thoughts. Um, I've tried to lose weight. I, I, I just can't keep it off. Whatever it is, right. and we just are, are constant. And part of that, I, I, that, the drill sergeant idea did resonate with me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, movies growing up or hearing about it. It, it was such, uh, I grew up in a time where um, athletically, as an example, like you, you don't need water. Like, just <laughs> suck it up. Like, you're fine. And and then, you know, through the course of um, playing the different seasons, how hard that was. And then, um, is it Corey Stringer? Was that his name? The Viking? Oh, yeah. Who, who ended up dying because he didn't have have enough water. And we've we've gone a 180, which is all positive for that. Mm -hmm. And I use that as an example because it's it can be. You now, that's, that's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. But to the level of, like, if you've heard that, so much um, from your parents, horrible, but in your own mind, because who's no one knows that I'm yelling at myself besides mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And so no one's going to be able to come to a friend can't come to my rescue or a sibling or the other parent or whatever it happens to be. And so you get your brain gets stuck in kind of that that fight flight or freeze mode mm -hmm. um, and, and you can't you can't get away. Right. And that's what this was. She started with is is just recognizing that back to the um ah challenge to, to start to realize, wow, I'm actually doing that and being mindful of not letting that happen. Right. But being compassionate to yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think I would do it because. I associate it with, you know, I associated a negative voice with kind of a a powerful voice, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. and in order to make the change next time, you you know you got to make yourself. It's like drop down and give me twenty push-ups. You know, remember yep. this moment of how much pain you're in, so that the next time you might be swayed to not 
<laughs> do the thing you just did. Yeah. It's just that like, I am going to drill sergeant. I am going to, you know, ingrain this in you of how much you suck so that, mm-hmm. so that then you're, you're motivated by, by the shame and, you know, that, that kind of, uh, that kind of shaming and, and, you know, guilt and, um, and how we think that way, Keith, I, I know that is shocking. I in know. And of itself. I know. Like, we think that when you are that yell at me and then I will get going. Right. right? Uh, right. If, if I, I'm, I'm running as hard as I can, but someone on the sideline is going to yell at me and then I'll get, I'll get going more. Like right. we, we, it just doesn't seem to make, make any sense. And yet that's exactly what happens. Right. And we then almost crave it in order to mm-hmm. get going. Then, right. you know, whether that's, super loud music or you know i mean you create that environment right um well and some your, people your actually teammates. do thrive on it i mean i remember reading um 11 rings by phil jackson last year and yep and it, what made him such a brilliant coach was he he took a long he was very uh he had psychology in his background and he did a real long look at his players and he took a lot of time getting to know them and knowing how they how they responded to different types of feedback and coaching and was able to just kind of you know okay this guy he needs someone to just you know get on him hard and then this guy he just needs a little bit of space and mm-hmm. this guy he needs someone to just speak firmly but quietly you know like and it worked i mean look how successful they were and 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 i think I think, again, you know, it's the, the easy man, the lazy way out is just think that everyone responds to the same kind. And typically we think it's the aggressive type when right. according to to at least this podcast, uh, I, I it's really, really insightful. I think the the thing that stood out to me that really made me go, oh, man, that is brilliant is would you what's going to make you stronger when you go into battle? Is yeah. it having an inner voice that's an enemy or an inner voice that's an ally who has your back? Mm-hmm. And of course you want the ally that's going to have mm-hmm. your back. But we bring into these battles and these stressful moments this enemy in our head, mm-hmm. thinking that that's going to get us where we need to go when it's it's the opposite. It's going to take us further down and... and yeah. And further away from the summit, and uh, you know the, the the statistics they had about combat veterans and how combat veterans who are more self compassionate are less likely to exhibit PTSD, yes, and are low, less likely low, to commit suicide and, suicide, and fall into lower addiction, drugs, lower yeah. alcohol, yes, yes. That it's not you know like like just totally shattering the conception that it's. Uh, that it's this weak a sign of weakness it's it's actually a, she's called it a superpower in your back pocket mm-hmm. well and i like you're, you're talking about the critic i like i like going back to using that word shame because that's what she talks about is it shame or is it support and and when you're when you're encouraged you know, when someone says, I love you, regardless of these fall, uh, you know, the failures or everyone falls, how can I help you? Then, then you are more, more motivated to try again. You, you mm-hmm. persist longer. Um, you, 
have more grit and determination. Um, you, you know, that, that right. shame piece, it, it just doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, and, and the studies have been done. She also talked about um, with, this was a study at UC Berkeley where they had three groups um, and kids, students had taken a test and everyone failed, yeah. right? And they divided the th um, among three different groups and one they just left alone like just normal go about your business one they um, boosted with self-esteem and then the other one they talked about self-compassion and, and she talked she clarified with self-esteem is you know how you're feeling good about yourself and see yourself and and all that's fine she wasn't mm -hmm. like criticizing that but just talking about you know what I, you got this take it again mm -hmm. you'll you'll be okay and that group that had the self-compassion totally different yeah. totally was able to move forward again, be more motivated. And, right. and truly I, that resonated with me because this is about, this is my career. This is my job to mm -hmm. encourage and to build up. And when I've talked to kids just to, cause I work with middle schoolers to really drive that home. I talk about as a father, when my children were learning to walk. So, you know, they're, they're not even one or around one years old and the child gets up and, and takes a couple steps and then falls down. Mm -hmm. And I, I say, oh, good job, Logan. Way to go. Keep it up, that encouragement thing. And then to emphasize it with my students, I would say, what if I was yelling at them? Right. What's wrong with you? What's right. going on? How come you only took one step? What would that possibly do? So we tried to then take that example and really internalize it. And I guess I had never put shame with that, but I liked shame and support. And like, Greg, don't shame yourself. Yeah. This is common. This is what, what is happening around it in everyone's lives. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it in terms of you know, the, the, the point of impact. And if something, you know, makes, so, you know, picturing just something making a dent or some, you know, a, a damage at, at the point of impact. If you do the, the self-shaming and the, and the berating, you're essentially making that hole even bigger. So mm -hmm. then you've got to climb, you know, like then you've got to work even harder to, to get, to remove it, to get it back, you know, uh, or, you know, I guess, you know, in terms of, of, of you fall, fall into a pit. Right. And then if you, if you beat yourself up about it, it's like you, you fall a little bit further down and then you yeah. got to climb that much further out to get out. So and then, and then the self, you know, I'm trying to think about it in terms of like the immediate, like, if, you know, the self-esteem boost, it's kind of, it's like a, a, almost like a faux burst that you get right, you know, right away. Like if you're immediately, you know, beefing yourself up, it's not, it's not real, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is that self-acceptance of, Hey, you know, it's, it's admitting that this thing happened. Yes, I did fall into the hole. Here I am taking a stock. And then, and then, you know, giving that self-compassion to say, and here's how I'm going to respond. I, this, right. this happens, you know, I'm not going to make myself fall further down. I'm not going to, you know, burn myself out just immediately getting out without actually taking stock of the thing that happened. It's, it's that it's really building your self-awareness mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah, accepting things as they are rather than pretending that they're not as bad as they are or again making them worse by you know thinking that you're, you're you're a horrible person you know yeah 
That do you know? Don't have you heard? I think it's Buddha. Don't shoot the second arrow. Have you heard from? <laughs> I have. That I think before? I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's exactly what you're talking about, but said more eloquently. <laughs> but it's the idea of of you know something happens, and it, it, it so it happened. But don't shoot the next arrow mm-hmm. where you're now, like you said, berating yourself mm-hmm. or calling yourself names or shaming. Like, okay, I fell in the hole. Right. Um, what am, What am I gonna do? And and so she talks about that too. And I, I like that. I like when mm-hmm. we can in the cliff notes, be able to say, well, how do I go about doing this? And, right. and so validate, she says, well, validate the pain, right. you know, um, this and, is really hard right, right now. I think this is, is really hard right now. Yeah. Um, and, but, but at the same time, you're not alone. Um, you've got support um, and, and give yourself They even talk about like actual, like touch, I think mm-hmm. like touch, t- touch your heart or your shoulder or whatever, like just again, be, be kind to yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, not, yeah. not slapping right. your face or pinching yeah. yourself or doing oh, something yes. ridiculous like that. Cutting yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's on the extreme when right. people mm-hmm. really are, are stuck mm-hmm. on it. Right. Um, is, is they, they do that to themselves and, and we just right. got to break that. And you're even being, and I thought this was kind of, you know, good of them to mention too like it does feel phony at first it feels weird yeah it's awkward you know it's awkward to like self-talk and be like you're okay it's all right like it it, there is it's amazing how normal it feels to be self-defeating and how awkward it feels to be kind and yet you just have to flip the script you just have to start saying you know and and you know, like immediately, like doing that rather than you idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I think we've seen Saturday live skits or, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. where like you're good. Um, Farley. <laughs> well, <laughs> that too. <laughs> I was actually thinking of um, Al Franken, I think. When oh, he was on yeah. and he was like uh, looking enough. in the mirror and <laughs> saying, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh right. darn it, people yeah. like you type right. of thing. And and it's made fun of, but but think about again to the the like talking your in your own voice, which right. were my two questions yeah. for you. Yeah. When you were talking to me, a friend, like it's okay, it happens, I'm here for you. Like, take that voice, I yeah. guess is, is yeah. my big takeaway is take the voice that I would be talking to you about right now, yeah. and then use that same tone, the same language, mm. the same word choice, and mm. use it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Then it then it doesn't feel so right. canned. Or hollow, or you know, shallow. Yeah, you will or corny. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah, turn it around and just say, "Hey, dude, that sucked." And yeah, that we're gonna get out of this though. We're we're, yeah. we're we're better than this, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get out of this. And and be specific about that. That you, that and encouraging, like I said, that you can do it. Um, and not that phony, like, well, you can do it. Just, just try a little bit more because <laughs> the mind is negative and mm-hmm. it just seems mm-hmm. you hear it so much that it, it is a, we put value, too much value in it. Mm-hmm. And, and even that then makes it worse because then, no, I know that I heard that podcast and I'm supposed to say that, but that stuff never works. Right. And on and on it goes. Yeah, right. Right. Just break the pattern. Right. Get out. You know, you're, you're, you're just making yourself more stuck. And, and, the, and, and it's recognizing that you might create a mess. And I think she talks about this, you know, it, it might very well be a mess, whatever you did, but yes. we need, we need to become more compassionate in that mess versus that self-defeating, spinning your wheels, becoming a hopeless mess. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and it's going to take time. Yes. It, it takes time. She said it, it will take time, get into that pattern and it will eventually become easier because the struggle, then you have an experience, right? right? Like this, the first time that you say that you're going to go, Oh, and you're going to start to doubt mine goes mm-hmm. negative. Just stop yourself and go, mm-hmm. okay, I, I've got it. So then when that happens again, now you have an experience to build from. You're like, yeah, last time I was able to do it, mm-hmm. it's fine. We're going to get through it. And, and again, back to we talked about the New Year's resolutions and those being done, you know, next week. Well, 66 days or so, right. you know, to be able to truly make a, a, a habit. Right. That is that a couple months. My goodness. I know. It's well, a long time. And it's, and it's finding the balance between, you know, and this is what her book is. I haven't read it, but it's fierce self-compassion. She talked about the two different types of self-compassion. There's tender, which is just the self-acceptance. And then there's fierce, which is the, you know, you, you actually have to take some action here to alleviate your suffering and, and make some changes and, you know, mm-hmm. provide for those needs. And it's finding the, the striking that balance of, that awareness and acceptance of what it is and treating yourself kindly. And then there's also the kind of Mr. Miyagi tough love of, but you know, get on your horse here and, and yes, don't not just, pity. Exactly. Don't, don't make it pity. Right. But let's go. Right, right. Don't sit on the couch yep. and wallow away. Yes. Just it's okay. And, and now, you know, find that strength because we know you have it and, and you can, you know, Pick yourself up and, and get, get going again. Yeah. I I really thought that she had some wonderful things to say. For four pages, Keith. I took four pages. Yeah, of, ditto. I know. Uh, because I really thought that this there's so many valuable things that she, that she brought up that I, I just want to be able to revisit as well. Yeah, great, great. Reflect on it. Imagery. I, I the, that that enemy or ally in battle was that's going to stay with me for a while. I really I really uh-huh. like that and. Uh, yeah, it went, it went a lot Switch. deeper than I thought it was. So it was good. <laughs> yeah. Switch from your defensive system, mm-hmm. that fight flight mm-hmm. into your self-care system mm-hmm. and, and move away from, from the shame to the support. I, I think those are really good pieces to, to take away. Well, it's time to wrap up this episode. So next time we'll be back and we're going to be talking about recognizing our own biases. We want to thank you for listening and recognize that our artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis and our theme is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. Well, as always, Greg, I enjoy this conversation. Listeners, if, uh, if you like what you hear, why don't you subscribe? Maybe offer a five-star rating, maybe a review even. Wouldn't that be amazing, Greg? Uh, help us reach more <laughs> listeners. Thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the talk, Greg. Sounds good. Potterheads out. We're out of here. <laughs>